It's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Celtics host the Bucks. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins at 6.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And Carlin will take in our listeners right up until the Game 2 coverage of Celtics and Bucks. And speaking of coverage of all the games, we got to go out to the CC call-in line and bring on ESPN basketball analysts and also color for tonight's matchup. Roz Gold on Wude and Roz. We appreciate a few moments of your time. Thanks for coming on the show. We also want to wish you a happy belated birthday. But getting into this series with the Celtics and the Bucks, <laughs> we got to talk about how the Bucks dominating dominated in Game One. What did you see that presented challenges for the Celtics, especially on the offensive end? Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Well, first of all, thank you for the birthday wishes. That is so sweet of you to, to say and, and mention. Um, and now to get to what seemed almost like a little birthday gift for <laughs> the Bucks in game one, um, they just looked like the deeper, the better, the tougher, the more physical team. Uh, that was without Chris Middleton. That was on the road at another, uh, you know, on the road at the Celtics place. First of all, can we just, before you can re-ask me that, isn't it crazy how quick narratives change in a series. Before game one, people were asking me, like literally setting me up with, well, are the Celtics the, t- uh, the, Celtics, um, the front runners for the championship? And I was like, whoa, that's a lot to say. I think they're absolutely like the hottest team coming into this series in the league. They've grown so much over the course of the season. But I said at the beginning of the season, I said halfway through it, I said before the playoffs, Bucks are still the Bucks. And they look like the defending champions last night. They were without Chris. They're on the road. Giannis, their first line of defense against Giannis, they succeeded in holding him to a poor shooting night. But maybe they misjudged how great of a playmaker he's grown and evolved to be. We spoke with Coach Budenholzer actually before that game, and he said that's where Giannis has improved the most as a playmaker. They were deep. They had a number of guys after the double and triple team hit the shot and be the threat after the kick out. They still got in transition, they forced turnovers, and they, their defense put a wall in the paint and had the Celtics out here settling for contested and willy-nilly 53s. So, yeah, they look good. <laughs> Roz, it's, you know, it's funny. Maybe in part of all those questions you were getting about the Celtics, we actually learned that the Nets were not anywhere near what we thought they yeah. were, and we should have believed them a little bit more during the season. But having said that, can the Celtics, are they capable of matching the physicality of the Bucks? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com yeah and to your earlier point that's interesting too are the bucks that good or were the nets that overhyped 
Yeah, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, I think uh, the Nets superstars are who they are, and they are wildly some of the most talented players in the world, period, full stop. But as a team, I think I've said all season, and I, you know, I, say, I say I'm old-fashioned, basketball's a team game. Those two would go off for 80 to 90 points, and the next highest scorer could be eight. And their defense was up and down. And, and you have a halftime superstar and leader, and they, a team that is going to be a championship contender and, and go for you know, nine straight losses or whatever it was uh, in the second half of the season, like it's, it's wild. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and people were asking, like, you know, are the top four teams dodging the Nets? It's like, I thought the top four teams looked pretty good. Who are they to dodge? So none of this is none of this is really surprising to me. It's just crazy how wild narratives get. Um, but can they match? Can the Celtics match the Bucks' physicality? Um, they're going to have to. They have a, a huge checklist. Uh, they, they, whoever wins the physicality battle is important. So who's going to set the tone there? Um, they also have to keep the Bucks out of transition. Giannis might be at the most dangerous off of a defensive rebound. Giannis gets a defensive rebound and a full head of steam. I'm not sure what you can really do. He might be the, you know, one of the most generational players we've seen in transition, but they want to slow that pace. Off of Giannis' att- uh, you know, attention and gravitational force, they got to defend the three you know, because they did hit that. Um, what else do they have to add now? They got to take care of the ball. They gave up 27 points. Off of 18 turnovers, I believe, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. They got to identify good threes. 53s is crazy, but not all threes are bad. They need to get the defense shifting and moving, eliminate some isolation ball, and then they can take that three and transition off the fast break or off of paint touches, penetration, and kick out. Um, and at the end of the day, I, you, to set the tone, I think you've got to involve Jalen offensively and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they've got to set the tone offensively earlier in the game. The Bucks are really good, and you need your superstars to be good, too. Talking with ESPN basketball analyst Rosgold on Wude. And, Roz, you were talking about being able to set the table for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the guy that really did that for this offense when they started to take off at the beginning of this year was Marcus Smart. He's ruled out for game two because of the, the thigh contusion and the shoulder injury. How is that going to increase the degree of difficulty in terms of being able to get Tatum and Brown the ball in their spots on the offensive end? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. It's going to be really hard to ask for your key to the game to be match their physicality and intensity and toughness and then say, oh, by the way, your tone setter for all of that won't play <laughs> in the game. <laughs> like, Angie, I'm not going to have Marcus Smart. So I, I feel like that's a, a, an interesting little riddle. I don't think it means that it's not doable. Man, games change from one game to the next in a playoff series like this. Don't forget they're the ones at home, right? But um, he is the tone setter. I, I'm concerned about them struggling defensively in game one to stop, you know, 
a lot of different role players and contributions uh, from everybody, even outside of Giannis. And then you take away Marcus Smart, who's your, you know, the league's top defender this year. Um, I spoke with Ime Udoka before uh, we got on the court here, and right before doing this interview with y'all. And I asked him the same question you asked me. He said he's very confident in Derek White. Um, who he's known from his Spurs days as well, now over here with the Celtics. Thinks he's, he's long, he's versatile as a defender, can help on that end on the offensive end, is versatile on offense, you know, can make plays, um, has learned and grown in comfort with the Celtics over this season. Um, he mentioned Peyton's name as well. But I think it's a big blow. Um, <laughs> and especially on the defensive end, you asked about offense and setting up Jalen and Jason. I think one of the big keys will, will be, you know, opportunistically to get them set up to get Jason and Jalen opportunistically finding opportunities to beat the defense down the court and then on the half court set moving that ball you know yeah so you lose Marcus Smart but y'all can um, they were a little stagnant there was a little bit more they went back to the old isolation stuff that didn't work early in the season and when we've seen Jason Tatum be the guy that we're talking about as man is has he arrived is he that guy is he top five it's it's when he's really been dominant as a playmaker and not just an ISO guy. And we didn't see that in game one. So I think as a team, they can help themselves pop and move the ball offensively and, um, you know, penetrate and kick out, get that. They know it's going to collapse, get the open three in rhythm. And then without Marcus Smart, everybody's going to have to chip in on defense. That's a big blow. Well, Roz, we appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, that's ESPN basketball analyst Rosgo Anwure, who is on the coverage for the game tonight. And coverage begins right here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Coming up next, big fella, Phil Jackson, Russell Westbrook, back with the Lakers in 2022? I'm huh? out. <laughs> we'll explain. <laughs> it's and Carlin on ESPN radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kenny and Carlin coming down the stretch on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on the Twitter at Chris Carlin and at Chris Kenny 99. The NBA playoffs are here on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Celtics, Celtics, not the Celtics, the Celtics <laughs> host the Bucks in Game Two. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6:30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Carlin. We got to give a shout out to the guest that came on the show today. That's ESPN draft analyst for the NFL, Matt Miller, breaking it down, helping us put a nice bow on the 2022 draft. Also, ESPN basketball analyst, Rosgol Anwude, mm. helping us get set mm-hmm. for game two with Celtics and Bucks. And I believe she's on the call for that game tonight. If you missed any of it, go to the Candy and Carlin podcast, download, rate, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. But, big fella, now's about that time of the show where we got to go three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. 
And I got to start three and out with an omission. And this is another guest that we had on the show, ah. last, last but certainly not least, yep. UFC bantamweight champion Juliana Pena, who is going to be one of the coaches, her and Amanda Nunes, on The Ultimate Fighter. And that's the series, that's the season 30 of the series is premiering tonight on ESPN+. Plus. I want to give her a huge shout-out for coming on our show. It's not too, It's not every day we have a champion on the show, right? No. Well, I mean, we got a champion on the show technically every day. Oh, that's Super right. Bowl. That's right. That's right. I did win a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I didn't. But I didn't kick anybody in the face to win my championship. That's true. At least not knowing. Yeah, or at least not that we know of. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of being kicked in places that we don't want to be kicked, as a Lakers fan, this is hitting below the belt, Carlin. This is hitting below the belt. There are rumors, according to Woj, that the Lakers will use a committee approach in their coaching search. But that, wait for it, one Phil Jackson will definitely have a voice what? on who the next coach for the Lakers is going to be. And if that wasn't bad enough, Carlin, there's also an article on The Athletic highlighting the reasons why the Lakers should hold on to Russell Westbrook going into the next season. Help me make sense of everything that's happening with my team because I, I don't understand it. That, I mean, that's that's basketball malpractice on two fronts. First of all, there there can't be any rational argument. I don't care what the athletic says about it. I don't care who wrote it. Jesus could have wrote and written it. There is no way for you to actually rationalize bringing Russell Westbrook back to so the So he could have put it on there on stone tablets. It, it still would, doesn't make it a Moses good decision. Moses could have brought him down from the mountain. Number five, bring Russell Westbrook back. And I would have taken the tablet and I would have smashed it immediately like they ended up doing. And then, second five. <laughs> Why is Phil Jackson involved with anything with the Lakers? Anymore? Are he and Jeannie Buss dating again? Like When we've seen what his role is in management, why is he now involved in that discussion? I mean, when his role with the Knicks was a it disaster. Was awful. It was awful. He was literally asleep on the job. He was at the NBA Combine scouting prospects, and they were laughing because he was dozing off. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. You know who I want to blame? You know I'm going to blame the inner circle for Jeannie Buss, the Rambi. You know who the Rambi are? Kurt and Linda Rambis. Yep. I'm going to blame them. I'm going to blame the Rambi. It's plural, so I'm getting rid of the yes. I'm going to blame the Rambi for all it is because there's no way in hell you can convince me that Phil Jackson in an executive role is the right way to go when trying to get on a path to sustain success or trying to win a championship. Jeannie's got to come back to us here. I mean, Jeannie, this, this is not... Put it he, this way. He, he, listen, Jeannie can come back to us, or she can go get Jerry West. Hell, I'll even settle for the actor playing Jerry West yeah. in winning time. I'll go with that. Yeah. Anything is better than Phil Jackson. Uh, Don't let that guy make the decision on who our next coach should be. No. No. It has to stop. Because you know what happens. If they go with Phil Jackson, it's going to be triangle offense. Whatever coach is willing to run the triangle offense, we're going to go with Phil Jackson. Phil, we're tired of geometry. We're tired of algebra. We don't want to do any trigonometry. We just want to count championship banners. Hell no. Chris is a little upset okay, in case so you couldn't keep it, tell. So keep it in pushing. It's my Lakers, man. I mean, that's all I got right now. Yeah, I know. Keep it in pushing. 
So, Carlin, we were talking about the story with the feral cats outnumbering the number of fans <laughs> in the <laughs> Oakland A's ballpark. That would be the Coliseum, which has been there since the late 60s out in the Bay Area. Probably about time that they decide that they're going to build the Oakland A's a new stadium. Otherwise, they might not be the Oakland A's. And there's a report out there that two Las Vegas sites emerge as the favorites for a potential A's ballpark. You got a problem with this? No, not at all. And I, I think it's, listen, you've seen how popular the, the Golden Knights are in hockey. I mean, they sell out every game. You've seen how popular the Raiders have been so far. Nobody's afraid of going there anymore. Baseball has embraced gambling completely. Absolutely, they should. If, they, if that is a town that will support it, they should absolutely move the A's to Las Vegas. And so far, there hasn't been anything that would suggest that Las Vegas wouldn't support it. Yeah, the only and, thing you got to do is put it in a dome. You got to put a dome on it because you cannot be playing at 105 degree heat. Yeah, but I don't think they have a problem with putting a dome on no. it, right? I mean, they, they they've got a a dome out there for the Las Vegas Raiders. One of the sites right on the strip, believe it or not. They've got the T-Mobile Arena right yep. there for the Golden Knights. I mean, so there there's opportunities and they've shown that there is no shortage of tax dollars that they can mm. they can dedicate to putting a stadium out there and there's no shortage of interest in terms of moving sports teams out there, professional sports teams. So, I mean, here's the thing. Oakland, tighten up. If you want to keep the A's around, if you want to have a professional baseball team, you're probably going to pony up a stadium, but it doesn't look like Oakland and Alameda County are moving in that direction. I'm sorry, Carlin. That's that's just where things are at. I feel most sorry for the Oakland A's fans that are out there in the Bay Area because it kind of sucks. It it sucks, but go to the games. It's not – and it's not expensive to go to an Oakland A's game. Right well, yeah. I'm, well, maybe they're afraid of the feral cats. It could be. That, that could be a problem. I, I can't stand cats. Yeah. yeah I'm I not a cat person. No. I'm, I'm more of a dog guy. Yeah. But anyway, too. keeping it moving. The games tonight, big fella. Now, listen. We're all about trying to help our listeners make some coin. Mm. So, we got the Bucks at the Celtics, and the Celtics are four-point favorites. And the Bucks are plus 160 on the money line. Oof. And we got the Warriors as two-point favorites on the road against the Grizzlies in Game 2. Do you have any plays for us, or are you putting together a nice little parlay? What oh, we got? I got a little parlay. Like okay. last night, we came close last night. We didn't hit it, though. Bucks plus 160 on the money line. I like that. I like that a lot. And tie that together with Derek White under 13.5 points. Oh, that's a winner. Bingo. That's a winner. That's a w- I, I wouldn't have a problem putting the family fortune on that one Mm. there's not a lot i would bet the farm on i think i could bet the farm on that one that with no market smart that my friend i like that play that's a spicy meatball that's a very (laughs) spicy meatball i mean that's one of those quality italian spicy meatballs. go get that paper there we go coming up next we got bucks and celtics game two thank you chrissy's 